2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. <coughs> For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We ask you to anoint the word of God. Lord, anoint my mind, my thoughts. Let someone tonight be renewed in you. Lord, that that's what matters in these last days. Lord, we gain strength and comfort from thy word. We love you. Give you all the honor, praise, and glory. Amen. I mentioned this verse this morning. It seemed I couldn't get away from it in my studying. Just looking at it, I'd like to preach on, I need an update. I need an update. Won't hold you long. Verse says, for which cause we faint not, but though the outward man perish. Knowing that the flesh is just temporary, uh, you know, the older you get, the more ailments you get. I mean, clearly, I don't run fast as I used to, 80 pounds later, you know. I mean, it just don't, the Bible talks about man being as grass and a flower withereth away. We look at today as if there is no end. But church, there is an eternity that awaits all of us. Amen. We make preparations today for that. Sometimes we postpone. Sometimes we just kind of lollygag around. My wife will tell you if I can take out the trash 30 minutes later, I'll do it. Just using that simple analogy. We set marks and we set goals and we set dates. And Lord, I'll do this then. And Lord, I'll do that now. And it's never right now, Brother Raymond. It's always a week or two down the road. You know, maybe longer. We never look at the immediate. Immediately, right now, I can be closer to God than I was two or three weeks ago. There's no need in waiting uh, two or three weeks down the road, Sister Rachel, to pray more or, or, or pray for your lost loved ones more or pray for conviction in the church, for the leaders, for the government. There's no need in procrastinating something that's coming to an end. Unless we make it to eternity one way or the other, Brother Raymond, I just don't understand why it takes uh, uh, a catastrophe, a, a catastrophic event, I guess, to happen, to, to pull the church together or to, to pull the prayer warriors um, together in these days. Remember 9-11? I believe everybody prayed. Everybody was fearful of God for, for just a span of time until it, until it kind of went to the, the backstock in our mind, you know, and, and until the initial shock just, uh, as you would say, just kind of faded away. And, you know, nothing, nothing gets our attention more than a lost loved one, Brother Kevin. But if we'll notice, it's only for a span of time. It's only, only the initial and then maybe a couple months. And, and, and we really look at, Brother Raymond, there being an eternity. But it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. It's then it's just a date on a, on a tombstone. It's, it's kind of just a, well, he had a good life. My, I believe my grandpa lived 73 years. That's a long time. But really, it's not that long. 30 minutes here and two weeks there and, 
and we're looking at the end of the road, Brother Raymond, it don't take long that we can look up and a little girl be born and then in August she'll be six. I mean, there's a lot of things happened in six years and it didn't take that long to get there. But moving right along with the message when the Bible said that though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day, knowing this life isn't permanent. Renewed means to restore to a former state, make new or as if new again, to restore or replenish, to revive or to reestablish. I'd like to preach on the update, which is kind of like a word that's similar. I ain't real good with English, but it's about the same thing. It's in the same family. Update means to make something more modern, to bring up to date. When you get that notification on your phone of uh, something that ain't working just right, you know you get that little thing, Brother Raymond? Your Bank of the Ozarks app needs to be updated. You know, you click on it for more information. It's got bug fixes on it. It says to speed up for the reliability. I'm preaching to the wrong one. I may need to preach to Sister Judy. Brother Raymond still got a flip phone. <laughs> but what that thing's intended to do, Brother Raymond, makes it run better. There's something the matter with it, basically. It ain't functioning to its highest capacity, right? So they send you that little thing, and, and I'm going somewhere. Y'all done got quiet on me. So they send you that, and you, you get connected to the 4G, you know, you download it, and then you open it, and it's the same thing, just been updated, just been renewed. That same glitch that was in it ain't in it no more, Brother Raymond. You see what I'm saying? It runs better, same thing. Same truck, you just change the oil. How about that? That's more in his line there. All right. So what it is is it fixes everything that's wrong with it. Defect. Most of the time, it takes more than one or two updates to get it right, especially if you got an apple. Right? But sooner or later, they'll get it right. Once or twice, maybe. I don't know. And it'll run better. And that that's designed to do whatever, you know, there's an app for everything. Right, Sister Cassie? She's just smiling. What I'm telling you, church, is we've got things in our lives, it's just minor glitches. And yet we make them out to be so big and so terrible and we just seem like we can't function. We seem like we can't worship. Amen. And it's something so small and so minute that really all you need is just a little update. Amen. You may not get it right the first time and we may stumble and fall the third time. Amen. But I don't believe he's ever left us nor forsaken us. It's just little things that we're meddling over in our lives. Amen. When the Lord can more than just erase it. Amen. And start back over. Instead of just meddling around in our own self-pity and self-want. Amen. The, the anger, the hate, the bitterness, the envy, the strife. All those things that begin to weigh us down as Christians, as people. If we just let him work and do and deal and redo and start over, no matter how many times it takes, we'd be able to operate to the full capacity of what one Christian ought to. Amen. What would the Bible say? Amen. That 10,000 oh, would be at flight 
right and whatnot, what we should do is begin to know and realize and search ourselves and let the Holy Ghost just begin. It's kind of along the same lines this morning. We need to succumb to the presence of the Holy Ghost and let him dictate to us all with those groanings which cannot be uttered while he's making intercession for us that would stand there and just not want to leave the presence of God. But what we do is we take for granted, amen, the things of God, his presence, amen, and we just kind of just go along as if it's nothing and it's not really a big deal. But Brent, I'm here to tell you this evening that anytime the presence of God falls around you, it is a big deal. The upper room did not go unannounced. Amen. Our church services should not go unannounced. We should give him due reverence. Amen. When the elder brother steps into the room and when it begins to work in on someone's life, we just become accustomed to his presence. Almost as if we take it for granted, Brother Raymond. About eight years ago, I didn't take it for granted when he stepped into my house. Forty-five years ago, he didn't take it for granted. My question to you is, do we still reverence his presence the same as the day when we got saved? Or do we let the little things hinder us as far as it's just a trodden down way of life? And it really shouldn't be. Amen. We ought to look like we just won the lottery. I guess that'd be a good analogy for it. Amen. You could give me a dollar and it wouldn't even matter because it's something that is so precious and so genuine that I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, Brother Raymond. But the church, we just, we live so, I guess a word would be, and, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, we just live so incompetent by our means that, that we just struggle daily when we really should be flourishing Amen, in the presence of God. It's not that he neglects us, but it's that we neglect him, Brother Kevin. Amen, what we need is to be renewed day by day. Maybe we could go back to this morning when we could get a dosage every four hours, Brother Raymond. Amen, it just seems to fit. I know it's almost the same message, but that's just what I feel. We need a revival, not to just revive us, but to revive our household. We need a revival, amen, to break loose in our heart first and that way that we could reach out to others. You can't help nobody else, amen, in this way if you haven't helped yourself first. We have to partake, amen, of his power so that we've got enough in us, enough Jesus in us that we could turn Somerville upside down the little town I used to live in. It's got about 382 people. I think somebody had triplets last year. Brother Raymond, could I witness the 382 people people. That's what I was thinking about when I was in there eating Brother Andy's, uh, Brother Andy's uh, Green Jolly Ranchers. I'm going to have to buy him a couple. Amen. But what I'm saying is, do we have enough of Jesus in us to just reach this room? And then whenever you figure that answer out, amen, when's the last time? Here's you a few bug fixes. When's the last time you prayed for a lost loved one? When's the last time you asked someone to come to church? When's the last time we witnessed to someone we didn't even know. Amen. And the list goes on and on and on. How many things is wrong with us? We're steadily reaching in and we can't reach out. The gospel's meant to be spread. I got a buddy of mine. 
He don't know it, Brother Raymond, but he's going to get saved. <laughs> Amen. You heard my wife. He don't know it yet. <laughs> Amen. But he will get saved, Brother Kevin. <sighs> and if he don't, it won't be because of lack of trying. We ought to just pick one or two. I'm just going to talk to you a while. And I don't know nothing about this subject, but I'm going to preach it to you anyway just as I'm getting it. You take a pack of lions. Most people think the, the lion's the one that does the hunting. All he does is roar. He ain't worth for nothing. Come on. Now, when the lioness is actually doing the work and the labor, they pick the weakest one out of the bunch. Why don't we just pick a weak one? Set her aside. Don't try to witness to the whole world. But just pick one out and make it up in your mind with the power of God. And then you're going to go after whoever it is. And they'll just have to plain out reject you before you quit, Brother Raymond. Why don't we just single them out? What's the matter with that? The world had me singled out when I was lost in sin and it had a hold of me. What's the difference in singling them out in Christ Jesus and knowing that we're going to witness to them? Amen. We're going to pray for them. We're going to stand in the hedge. We're going to make up the gap. Amen. That nothing's going to stop us. I'm going to bear his burden whether it inconveniences me or not because everything in life is not convenience. It's not that. It's not easy. Amen we're making it a little bit too hard on ourselves by getting hung up on the little things amen that really has no meaning whatsoever my wife tells me all the time you're a perfectionist and you're too hard on yourself but Raymond I don't argue a bit no sense in it not when there's truth in the matter I'm a pretty big fella. As big as I am, 6'3", 270, something like that. There's no way I could take 10 grown men and pull them down, down the aisle with a rope. It just ain't possible. I don't care how big you are. You could be 7'10", 480, don't matter. But now me and Brother Raymond... If I had to get him down the aisle, I'm pretty sure I could. You see what I'm saying? Them 10 people you want to see get saved, Brother Raymond, you won't never get them down the aisle all at one time. But I'm thinking maybe, just maybe, a strategy of one at a time probably work out a little bit better. I got a whole family that's lost. I'm talking about the whole family tree. Won't never get them all down there at one time, Brother Raymond. I don't care how many times they sit under preaching and hear the anointing and the Holy Ghost deals with them. But maybe, just maybe, one at a time. If we got to save the world one at a time, look at it like this, church. God started with you and with you. Numbers may not be where they need to be, but he started with you. Might be a different time schedule than he started with you. It may not be a heap of folks, and that's fine. 
but one we get out of the fowler's mouth is one hell can't have. Hallelujah. Amen. Whether it be me or Brother Raymond or any of the rest of us that's saved by grace through God, by the blood of Jesus, amen, he may get one or two of them. Amen. But he ain't taking us and that's enough to shout about. And if we've lost our shout in Christ, Lord bless us. Amen. We need to be renewed. We need to be updated. We need to have something burning within us. Amen. We need to have a fire. Amen. That's dwelled up inside of us. Amen. When he said that it shut up in my bones. Hallelujah. Don't look for a preacher to come by and light a fire. Amen. But somebody needs to be lighting backfires. Amen. In the pews. Praying behind the scenes. It ain't all about the message because he's the message. Amen. It ain't what the preacher brings. But it's about him and him alone. Our hearts get hard. And we get weary. And there's nothing some of us can do, preach, say, or do to make some of us move. I've been there. A few weeks ago, y'all had a revival with Brother Kenny, and I'm going to close. And man, I was struggling. Like when that update's just pending, you know, you're just swirling. That's what I was doing. Sister Cassie, I wasn't getting no better, and I wasn't getting no worse. I was just right where I was at, just like a paperweight. It wasn't getting no better. And it wasn't getting no worse. And the guys come by and they prayed. First time, man, that was great. I was still just swirling. Just right, right there. Wasn't getting no better. Wasn't getting no worse. Not saying I backslid. I was just right there. Stuck. And before long, here come Brother Andy again. I got updated. What was happening to me and my wife? I don't know what happened to her, but I know what happened to me, so I ain't going to preach to her. Amen. All I know is the Lord grabbed a hold of me, and that's fine. But what we need to do, church, is embrace the moments. Amen. When God comes by to just give you a hand. It ain't nothing I deserve, Brother Raymond, but it was just a handful on purpose. Amen. And I enjoyed every bit of it. That's just something to sustain us. Something to just, amen, just revive us just a little bit. But we got to go back, amen, to the dosage every four hours. Not as needed like it was this morning. But we need to find him every moment of every day. If I could live with him, then I can walk with him. The Bible talks about, amen, not walking in the flesh, amen, but after the spirit. Amen, I can't walk real good physically, amen, but when the Holy Ghost grabs a hold of me, amen, when the spirit of God begins to move, all the pain ceases. Everything around me begins to get fuzzy, amen, and all I know is it's me and him in the connection between the Father and one of his chosen sons. Let us move everything out of the way. Let's get updated. Amen. Not to the world, but to the Bible. Amen. To the Holy Ghost. Amen. Y'all stand all close. Some of us just sitting there just swirling, looking at me. I was mentioning some of them bugs. You know, the one thing it fixes is sin. The blood of Christ cleanses all manner of sin. 
Maybe we've just had a bad connection. Maybe we're right where I was a couple weeks ago when I wasn't getting any better and I wasn't getting no worse. And I was down on myself. And we should be. When we get stopped and we get complacent, that's when we need to check ourselves. If everybody come find us a place to pray and just ask the Lord to help us.